Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Rashea Reed of Shay's Diamonds. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? They have a virtual lunch and learn on March 19th. Oh, you can bring your own lunch and, and get learn. some edumacation. Yes, get some edumacation. We're going to learn about the simple act of appreciation. A very simple act, but not one a lot of people do. That's true, and it goes a long way. In this session, participants will create an easy, affordable recognition program. You'll learn how to appreciate your remote team. That's pretty handy to do right now, I think, learning how to appreciate your remote workers. You'll learn what to do if praise makes you feel uncomfortable. So learning how to accept compliments and recognition. You'll also learn an appreciation for every level of your organization, board, or team. Now, who's putting this on? This is presented by Courtney McAuliffe, Chief Human Resources Officer for Open Door Health Services. Very cool. When is it again? It is Thursday, March 19th from 1130 to 1. And you can register today at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Rashea Reed, owner of Shay's Diamonds. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming by. So we don't know that much about you. Tell us a little bit about your background. I live in Indianapolis now. I've lived there for about 18 years, but I've always worked in the jewelry business here in town. Started out at Stance when I was 18 years old and then moved to Ashcraft, which has been in business, you know, for a long time in Muncie. And when Ashcraft closed, looking for what I was going to do next, knowing that after working for people for about 30 years, I wanted to take my future into my own hands. So started my own place here in Muncie under Shays Diamonds. Now, where are you located at? So I am out on McGalliard um, across from Hobby Lobby in between the Kindy Library and I think it's Northwest Bank now. It's hard to think of a new bank name. Uh, right in the, I call them the little red Monopoly buildings. Okay. So right there, 1810 West McGalliard. Grew up here, went to Delta High School. Okay. So I've been part of the Muncie community my, most of my adult life. And when I got remarried um, 19, almost 19 years ago, moved to Indianapolis. Okay. So, um, and so just you make the, the trip. I do. How, and how's it, the commute? It's, it's better easy. now, isn't it? Well, I have the easy route. I would definitely not drive south for a job. <laughs> but coming here from India, it's easy for me. I look at all the people heading down toward India and think, oh, I feel so bad for them when traffic backs up. But it's, I don't think anything about it. And I love Muncie. I love the people of Muncie. It's my, you know, it's my hometown. So I, I want to continue to do business here. Now, you went to high school here then? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where did you graduate from? Delta. 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 Oh, you're yeah. a Delta kid. I'm a Delta kid. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. So, are you a Yorktown kid? No, usually I'm a, it's a Delta Yorktown no, thing. I'm a Farmland Moreau Central oh, kid. Okay. So. Yeah. And I'm an Alexandria kid, so we have no <laughs> fight in the game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, tell us about why diamonds? 
why diamonds? Uh, I mean, they're so pretty. And pretty. Yeah, what, what, yeah, why, why not? not? I mean, <laughs> let's think about that. They last forever. They're amazing. They sparkle. It's what girls love. Um, it's not even so much the diamonds for me. It is actually even more into the custom design, uh, helping f- someone find a way to celebrate a special occasion in their life. I was 16 years old when I knew I wanted to be in the jewelry business. How did you figure that out? I just, I love jewelry. Okay. (laughs) So it was really, I love jewelry. uh, And I like retail. I like the personal part of it. And I think jewelry allows you to get to know your customer really well. There are things about people I've worked with for over 30 years. I know their families. I know their kids. We've celebrated important milestones in their lives. I've been part of those. Um, No, am I there? I'm not there when they give the gift, but I'm there every part before the gift, you know, helping them find the perfect item. So that's really important to me to have that connection with people. And the design aspect. I love creating jewelry. I love trying to find a way to make something a little different or even repurposing jewelry. If you have something at home that you haven't worn in a long time, I love repurposing something, not just getting rid of it, but finding a way to make it more current to what you might enjoy today or when you're going to give it to a new family member and you want to restyle it a little bit before you re-gift it. I love that challenge. So that's it's just a special thing to be part of. Now, how do you take uh, new couples through the process of that engagement ring or that wedding set? So engagement rings, that's uh, been a fun part with the way I'm doing it now, because I've always worked in traditional jewelry stores where you came in and you had a case full of engagement rings to pick from. Now with Pinterest and everything that girls can do on the internet, they're finding so many different design ideas that they generally don't come into a store seven out of 10 times. They want something that you don't have. That was something that we ran into and we started noticing. They wanted something combined. Oh, I like this ring and I like this ring. Can we make that? So my whole aspect is I don't sell you something I have in my store. I create something that you tell me you'll love. It really takes that out of that pressure. Sometimes when you go into a jewelry store, they're trying to move inventory they have in the store. When it comes to my engagement ring specifically, I only have about seven engagement rings in my store for people to look at. Other than that, every ring I create for someone, I'm creating based off their desires, not my desire of what I need to sell them. So it really becomes about that bride and, and finding out what makes, makes her happy. So we spend a lot of time, yeah, we spend a lot of time getting to know, getting to know my clients that way. And so that's been probably the biggest um, draw to my business is that people realize I'm searching out what they want, not what I need to sell. That's really good. I know when we were getting engaged and Mm -hmm. looking for rings and we would go in and they'd like, here, here's this big shiny whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, that's not me. That's great. (laughs) It's beautiful, but that's not me. And so that's really cool that you can like custom and, you know customize it to what somebody's looking for it's been fun because I have there have been several situations where I've had a mom come in with a young you know her son not necessarily young and we walk through it and I never want to sell something to someone that puts them in debt let's find your budget let's buy what makes you feel comfortable because no young man should go into debt trying to buy a ring Um, if it's the right girl it's going to be the right ring so the price is really not the biggest part of it so like what happened with you I find it frustrating when I hear young people say they go to a store and the salesperson will instantly pull out a one carat then you've got a young man sitting there going oh my gosh I I wasn't planning on spending six or seven or eight thousand (laughs) dollars I wanted to spend twenty five hundred so it's really important to have that connection with your client and find out what is their comfort because again, if it's the right girl, it's going to be the right ring. Now, like you said, you've been in the jewelry business for a very long time. How long <laughs> has the shop been open, though, with your My name on it? My shop, uh, it... The current location's been two years. The first year, I kind of did it more as a pop-up shop because I wanted to grow my business a little bit more organically. You know, as my clients have watched my shop evolve, I mean, it went from only maybe a one room of it open to the second room being open to the third room. So my boutique's a little bit different. If you have not been in the boutique, it's not a traditional jewelry store at all. 
There are three rooms to shop in. Each room's a little different. I wanted to feel a little bit more um, welcoming, more comfortable, not where you feel like you can't touch. There are very few cases that have doors in front of them. It's meant for you to grab the jewelry and look at it. I'm very trusting. And watching people come in and enjoy that has been a lot of fun. It's had a lot of good compliments about, man, I don't never see anything like this, this type of jewelry store. So Trusting, but you've got cameras. <laughs> I have cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch them. When I'm not there, I'm always checking them. And yeah. Now, I know... Shay's Diamonds from the Diamond and Ice Meltdown Mm -hmm. uh, through the radio station that happens every year. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the last two years, you've done that, right? Mm -hmm. How's that go? It's a lot of fun. Steve Lindell is a blast when there's an event like that going on. So they, you know, you call in and you get registered. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year obviously was very different because of COVID, which was strange. I miss seeing everyone's faces and being in the room with the excitement. But for the most part, before this year, they would get like a a cup full of ice and there was a stone in it, whether it be the CZ or the one with the diamond. And oh my gosh, to watch these people go crazy trying to melt their ice to get to the stone was very entertaining. Uh, CZ, that's cubic zirconia, right? Yes. Okay. I yeah. just want to make sure our <laughs> listeners picked up on that. <laughs> yes, it is. But it, it's just so cute to watch um, all the tactics that are done and to watch Steve interact with the people. It, it is a it is a great event. So how was it done this year? So this year they did it differently. They did it in the boutique, which was fun because it gave people who were watching it live a chance to see inside my store who had maybe never been in there. Um, but we did like boxes. And I even, I went so far, I brought in my next door neighbor to my building, Jill Heron. Um, she's a hoot. <laughs> I had her I come Jill. over. <laughs> she came over to the store and I was like, Jill, I put all the stones in a bag and they were in little clear baggies. So there were, we only had 10. So there were nine CZs and one diamond. And I didn't want to in any way, shape or form, not for it to be honest how it was done. So I was like, Jill, take all these plastic bags. We shook it in a bag. She held it up and I would draw each bag and then I would put it into a box without looking. And then we shuffled all the boxes around. So, and they, very whatever number. Then. It was very random. I was very, it was very more important to me to make sure that I had no clue where that stone was. It's a good Muncie thing. Well, tell me about uh, your family. Uh, you say you're married now? I am married. Um, crazy family. Between my husband and I, we have a total of five kids. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Right. And we, a crazy golden retriever. That's okay. Yeah. The blended family thing is a lot of fun, but we have them from 30 down to almost 16. Almost the last one out. <laughs> um, God love him. We were getting there, but then somebody no, wanted I, to start I over. I decided so. we had to start over. Uh, so we've got them from 27 to 7. Uh, see, we... well. <laughs> That's how we felt because our last one was the surprise child, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh my gosh, we're doing this again." So yeah, it's, but that's fun. I mean, it's it's been good. Kids are very active. We have one granddaughter and another granddaughter on the way. A couple of our kids are married now, so you know you're checking all those things off the list. So it gives us a little bit more time to go do what we want to do because in a second marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't get the whole dating thing like you did the first time. There's always been kids. Right. So it's really funny that once they start to grow up, you're like, oh, so this is what it would be like to date. Um, so we're And you take your time, don't you? Yes. Or at least you try to. We do. We do. Yes. We just got back from a quick trip to Florida so we could enjoy some golf and just relax a bit. Because with my business at this point, I do have someone who works with me and she's wonderful. Um, I am just a stepping stone for her. She's new in the jewelry business, 19 years old, and she wants to actually be a bench jeweler. She doesn't necessarily want to work in the retail spot, um, but she's a, a very strong-minded young woman, and I'm glad to be part of this, you know, her journey right now. But for the most part, it is just me. Um, I'm trying to keep it small because I feel like I want to keep it about what I can offer someone right now. And as it grows, maybe we'll bring in some more people into the team. But a needed break. I did need that after the holidays. So. Oh, yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> so my husband and I got to sneak away with no children and our golf clubs. 
Nice. Well, I was going to ask you, what's on your bucket list? My bucket list. Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't even think that far ahead. I don't know, like you, when you have children of so many different ages, you've been parenting for so long, right? Mm -hmm. So bucket list isn't something you think about. My bucket list is just to get all my kids out of my house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In their own homes with their own zip codes. Enjoying what they do next to. I love watching my granddaughter and the things she's accomplishing. Probably just enjoying a little bit more time on the golf course down the road. Big golfer then. Not a big golfer, but I do enjoy golfing. Okay. Okay. What's your, what's your favorite local course here? Um, here, well, I play a lot in indie. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, okay. you know, um, I'm best at Psalms, which is just a not a great course, I will tell you, but those are my people because I'm such a bad golfer. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't tend to mind when I'm taking so much time. So I would say that's probably the most fun course for me because I feel like I'm at home there and I can relax. But I do know we've played the Clare, Players Club here quite a bit and enjoyed okay. that golf course as well from not we are non-golfers i'm a maybe a miniature golfer if i have to but that's about <laughs> it <laughs> no i i enjoy that as well so but yeah no the bucket list will be just enjoying whatever life brings next okay so how did covid affect your business as a retail shop where people come in and it's a hands-on kind of thing. Yeah. So as a retail shop, it, it going one, it was going into my second year of business, into my new location. So I'd just come off this first year, you know, the growth, the excitement, Christmas season, and into what felt like somebody just put the brakes on. Pretty disturbing at first. Like, how am I going to do this? What's going to happen next? And then just trying to stay connected with my clients, trying to stay connected with my Facebook people or my Instagram people through putting posts out, letting them know. I mean, I was delivering. I... I you know, I will put it on your doorstep. I will do everything I can to make this happen. What do I need to do? So I just tried to create a little bit of a different type of um, shopping because I don't have an online site. I'm not interested in selling online. I want the, the contact with people. I, I love the people contact. That was hard for me then because that was pulled back and I had to figure out how can I stay connected. So I just did what I could for those couple of months. And then, you know, when May opened up a little bit here, I just got back in the shop and did everything I could to make people feel safe coming into the store different things, you know, the hand sanitizers, the mask, the, you know, cleaning as much as I could. And my boutique was new enough and small enough that my traffic wasn't like being in the mall. Right. You know, when people come in my door, they're coming for a reason. They're not just coming in. They're driving there for the jewelry. Right. um, Or for something they need, you know, design-wise. So that made it nice. It was manageable, the people who were coming in. So I was so happy to get back on track as quickly as possible. Even now, I know there are things that I have to do differently. And I'm willing to meet whatever the needs of my customer is. I, w- I want to make them feel safe and comfortable within the shopping environment that I have. Yeah. I don't, everybody just trying to work yeah. through, figure out what works best for you mm-hmm. in your specific business and mm-hmm. industry and situation. Oh, and I have that. so many girlfriends that are in business on their, you know, for themselves and just talking through to them. And it was really nice to have that, like, you know, sounding board, like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you going to do? Or or just to release some stress by, by complaining about what was happening to my <laughs> yeah. best girlfriends. You know, oh my gosh, this sucks. Like, that's the reality. It sucked for a business, but... Oh, yeah. Hopefully yeah, we're and, getting through that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, you know, even in the podcast, we're like, all right, do we record at home? <laughs> We've switched to Zoom for a while. Then we're like, okay, masks or no masks? Yeah. And how do we handle all of this? So it's just, you know, on a small scale, because this is like small potatoes compared to like mm-hmm. an actual business. <laughs> no, <laughs> that makes but it's you money important, stuff, right? Yeah. You're making a difference. You're doing something you love and you're passionate about. And whenever that's taken away from you or whenever it changes, there's pause. Yeah. You you know, and that's out. hard. Yeah. yeah you have to reset. Absolutely. So how would you describe your purpose in life? Uh, I think something that's really important for me, for people to understand, is in my personal life in the last four years, besides COVID, I've had to watch um, two of my sisters lose their husbands to cancer within a year, 54 years old. 
Wow. These were the greatest guys, you know, outside of my husband and my boy, you know, just one of the great men who, but they showed a grace through that. And that grace changed me. Because at that point, when one of my first brother-in-law was diagnosed, um, that was in the same week that Ashcraft, a job that I loved and working with people that I just loved. They were my family. A store closed. And I also was finding out that my sister's husband had terminal cancer. So there's a lot to take on, but it also, it has changed so much my perspective that my business to me, I've had so much privilege of people coming in. And during COVID, you know, there's still been people who have lost spouses. There's still been people battling cancer. There's still been people going through divorce or going through some type of hurt. Anytime someone walks through my door with a story or something they're going through, just having the blessing to be there with them in that moment, that's been the greatest privilege. So when I think about my business, it's not about the dollar figure. I mean, yes, I want to be able to stay in business. That's important. But it's really about meeting someone at their needs. And that's even how I sell my jewelry. It's not my needs, what I need to sell. It's what the person needs and how I can make them feel. That's something that has, is, a, is a purpose in my life, is making sure that people understand that I'm really hearing them. And if there's something they need to share, I'm there for them. If they need to vent, I'm there for them. If I had a guy come in and I loved it this um, for Valentine's Day. And to be honest, his budget was $20. You think about the stores that are here in town that are left. Never met this man before. He has five kids. I mean, I heard, I love talking with him, but we, I ordered in something. I even had it overnighted. So what his budget was, I blew in shipment to have this, this item because I was not going to let this man down. I remember when he walked out, he was like, I've had a great experience here because that $20 item was gift wrapped, just like a $200 item, a $1,000 item, $10,000 item, because it didn't matter to me what he had to spend. It mattered to me that when he gave it to his wife, that he felt as much pride as any man should feel giving his wife a gift. So that's, you know, when I think about my purpose right now in my business, I've done this long enough. I've worked with enough store owners that they're great people. And I understand that they're there to be in business and to give jobs and stuff like that. But it's also about making sure that people feel that, con- that you're connected to them. Going through what my family's been through, it's opened my eyes a lot of times. That it is true. You don't know what someone's going through the, the moment you first see them. They could be having the worst day of their life. You have to at least show them every bit of compassion that, that they may need. And you only have one chance to, to make that person smile. So that's something that's, that's important to me. That's a purpose I have is to make a difference in anyone's life. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Carrie Underwood would be my favorite artist. I don't think I have really a favorite band. I really listen mostly to female singers. Okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird for sure. What's your favorite book? The Shack. The Shack. Mm -hmm. What's that about? It's a biblical-based book. Just talks about a lot of faith. Oh, I know I just, which one you're talking yeah. about now. Have you ever met anyone famous? No, I've seen them, but never really been introduced to anyone famous. So, okay. What's your guilty pleasure? Netflix. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite thing to watch, or just anything? I just obsess about all of them. But Frankie and Grace has been my favorite lately. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Something about Mary makes me laugh a lot. That movie is so funny. It I love it. So funny. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Some people know, but singing. So you like, you to, like sing. to sing. I sing. Mm-hmm. I sing in a worship, contemporary worship group at church, and I've been singing since I was about seven. Okay. So, do you sing in the shower? No. No. Nope. What about the car? Yes. Definitely okay. car singer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most used emoji on your phone? My business, the diamond emoji. Well, that makes sense. And my personal life, the one where you're slapping yourself in the forehead because I'm always screwing something up when I'm writing. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. Well, thank you both for having me. This has been great. I really appreciate your time doing this with me. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. 
You know, when I was growing up, I had this uh, favorite kids book, and it was called Serendipity. And my mom just gave it back to me. It's been in a box for, my gosh, a lot of a years. A long time. And yeah, it's Serendipity. It's a... Is it a dragon? It's a pink, like a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. It's a sea serpent. I think I must have had that book, too, because I... Or a cartoon or something. Like, I remember Serendipity. Okay. I don't remember the story at all, and I haven't reread it, but... Oh. Uh, well, is oh, it yeah. at our house? Could we read it to Audia? I'm sure we can. Okay. Maybe it will become her favorite book. Maybe. That would be nice. But you have some favorite books that you've been reading to Audia here <laughs> or recently. Or maybe not favorite books. <laughs> but they are classics. Timeless classics. Yes. We have this collection of books. It's called the... Illustrated Classics. Kids, Black and classics. white drawings with words on the page. Yeah. Yes. Illustrated Classics. And there's like... 20 of these things probably maybe 15 i don't know anyway the rest we've had them since as long as i've known you and i've known you for almost 15 years now none of the kids have wanted to touch any of these books they have just sat on the bookshelf nobody will read them even if i want them to and they're supposedly easy reads you know yeah oh and they are so audia who is i think one of our reader reader readeriest kids (laughs) she reads she likes to read and be read too, has decided she wants to read all these books. I'm like, great. And so we read them at bedtime stories. Now we started with Beauty and the Beast, yeah. like, but it wasn't quite the Disney version. It was a little darker. <laughs> but then you got a hold of what? The Call of the Wild? Well, we first, we, we watched, or watched, huh? We read Black Beauty. Okay. The which, horse. The horse. Yeah. Which every time I open the book, I always say, Black Beauty, ram, lam, lam, a Black Beauty. And Zeus does not appreciate it. <laughs> So strike number one. <laughs> strike there. number one. She hated that. We But we finished the book. It was good. But it's, of course, Black Beauty. The horse gets mistreated and then gets a better owner and then gets mistreated again at another place. Anyway, the horse gets mistreated, but then eventually. A lot. Through a the lot. Movie. But then he has a good life and things are fine. So, okay, great. So then she brings me The Call of the Wild. And I was like, I remember reading this in like fourth grade or whatever. It's fine. The first chapter, the dog gets like stolen from his home and then sold into like to and like put on a ship and goes to alaska right to be like a snow dog sled sled dog dog. yeah and then they like beat this dog and then they there's another dog and then they beat that dog and then like this other dog gets surrounded by a bunch of wolves and gets like torn to pieces in this book and that's like the the first couple chapters first two chapters and i'm like i can't read this book anymore i don't i don't i'm not a bit i'm not a huge animal lover but i just don't think that's really nice bedtime story reading where animals get ripped limb from limb (laughs) so then she brought me white fang oh yeah also in the first chapter somebody gets beaten and whatever and like no i'm not i'm not reading that (laughs) that's terrible (laughs) and then there was another one called like the little princess Oh, yeah. Well, I and I, I'm like, fine, okay, now I'm going to read the backs of these jackets to see, like, what the story is about. Oh, this prin- this privileged princess goes to boarding school, and then the wicked, evil teacher at the school mistreats her and starves her and, like, locks her in a closet. I'm like, no, we're not reading that. <laughs> it's just but terrible. she's a little princess. Well, not even. She's a little princess who's locked in a cupboard or something. No, I think it's so funny. <laughs> these are old stories. They are. And I'm like, can we get some, like, happy stories? So right now we're reading Alice in Wonderland. So far, nobody's gotten beaten or torn to pieces or mauled. No, it's just a psychotic uh, weirdo dream. Yeah. And, you know, maybe an acid trip and, like, the crazy... <laughs> we haven't gotten to the crazy queen yet, so I don't know. I'm finding this one a little bit better than, uh, you know, ripping children and things limb from limb. <laughs> 
Well, I'm excited to see that, number one, Audia's uh, reading yes. a lot. Uh, and you're reading to her every night uh, these books that are terrible, apparently. <laughs> but you're going to get all the way through them. We I are. Know it's we're going to be awesome. We're going to make it through all of them. And I keep suggesting, like, how about this nice one? Well, we have one. James and the Giant Peach is probably tricky, trippy, too. I don't know. They're probably all terrible. Did you see the movie? Yeah, it gets pretty dark. Yeah, I know, but she's our dark kid. She likes dark things. Like, <laughs> well, she, we've got the books for her then. I know, but I just don't want it to be like animals and people being terribly You've been mistreated. Watching way too many serial killer Netflix shows. That's why you're worried. Well, don't worry. I, I don't want her to become a serial killer. <laughs> just think of all those uh, boomers out there that have listened and, and read all these stories that we've talked about. White Fang. I know. Call I mean, of the Wild. We we read them. I guess we turned out fine, but That's right. it's just a bedtime. I'm like, oh, this isn't very nice. I called them boomers too. I know you did. Okay, boomer. I'm I'm a Gen Xer. Me too. Well, I'm a cusper, but I am a Gen you Xer. You are a cusper. Whatever. It's fine. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone, gone by.